Have you ever felt so exhausted and drained that you're left questioning if you're burning out? Hi, I'm Flick Taylor, and my passion for burnout and self-care came about when I became a mental health writer who'd lost her mental health to extreme burnout. I know, the irony is not lost on me. Join me as I host Everyday Burnout Conversations, the honest podcast that shares the stories of others from all walks of life as they recover from, manage and avoid burnout by prioritising their mental health and well-being. Expect to hear fascinating conversations, plus positive and actionable tips and tricks that can help you make the simple life changes your mental health will thank you for. Episodes will be delightfully wrapped up in some epic truths and great humour. So, enjoy! Today I share an everyday burnout conversation with Ifadni Davis. Ifadni is a freelance fashion stylist, an artist and founder of Mums That Slay. After completing her Central St Martin's fashion degree, she began working in PR before switching to a career in fashion styling. Now, what started out as a hashtag to celebrate mums expressing their sense of style and self-love, Mums That Slay grew into an incredible Instagram and blog community encouraging mums to enjoy getting dressed up with a weekly style challenge called Dope Friday. Ivani is also the co-founder of Mums That Rave with DJ Nikki Beatnik. Mums That Rave is a panel and rave event community for women who like to work hard and party hard. Recently, Ivani took up painting in the first lockdown of 2020. As a granddaughter of the Windrush generation, her beautiful paintings capture the human image and self-expression, focusing on the unrecognised sensuality of middle-aged women and black British Caribbeans. They are, oh my gosh, they're absolutely incredible paintings. So like, oh, exquisite and an absolute must to discover. In this episode, Evadne chats to me about balancing motherhood and freelancing as a stylist while safeguarding space and time for herself and her art. She shares her recent brush with burnout that she proactively managed with the help of some close friends, along with the brilliant self-care toolkit she uses and relies on to help her stay physically and mentally strong. Now, I've adored following Evadne's work for the past five years, and so I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. So without further ado, here's the absolutely fabulous and gorgeous Evadne Davis. Oh, Evadne, it's so lovely to have you here today. Such a treat. Thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to kind of unpack burnout with you um just because I know like your your life blend is you know you're a mum and you're freelance stylist I know you've done some teacher training and an incredible artist (laughs) and you've got a lot going on and so I'm just really curious and I'd love to hear your story of the things you've done to help yourself um, if you've had any brushes with burnout I'd just love to hear your story yeah thank you for having me um I would say I have being someone who lives so passionately like I'm very driven by my heart which is why I end up doing these things and even it if it is just for a season it's like that brought me so much joy and I've it's been a really good conduit for like expression and things you know like my gifts and things that I'm into 
Um, but in doing all of that while having like my children are a bit older now so they're a bit more self-sufficient but certainly when they were younger there have been multiple brushes with burnout and over the years I have learned the tools to kind of rein it back and get that balance back Um, but certainly when I started out in my freelance life i I thought coming from like a PR, like a fashion PR background where you, you know, PR used to be one of the top 10 most stressful jobs. You know, when it would get the list, you'd get like work in the army, be a PR. And it's like, really? But yeah, it was super stressful. And that mindset of just doing anything, getting it done, working late, like never switching off. I took that mentality into my freelance life. And so I was starting out with like a baby and trying to do shoots. And so I was basically neglecting myself. Um, But over the years, you know, like I've introduced different things. So journaling, like is one of them Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, and like getting it all out in journaling, making sure that I exercise. Um, I don't just exercise for the aesthetics. I exercise because I want to be strong and I can like let it out. It's such a good release Mm. Um, and it makes me feel powerful. Um, Dancing, you know, like just, yeah, I have like a, a, a Bluetooth speaker that I have in my shower and I like have my feel good tunes and I just pump it up loud and I get it all out and just have a little dance with nice like aromatherapy smells like it's a whole thing I really am into I would say in all of these things it comes down to self-care and not just what works for everyone but what works for me and what makes me feel good yes that's a huge isn't it it's not just the Pinterest board or or whatever it is what works for you and it's interesting you say about exercise because that's something I completely neglected in my burnout Mm. I was very much like I can't get off the sofa not alone move and the more I learn about burnout the more actually exercise is a huge part of recovery and prevention Yeah. yeah I think exercise, you know, it gives you confidence. You start off, you never regret doing something and it's about consistency. So even if it is a 10 minute cycle or, you know, I certainly in lockdown, I miss just doing the school run, just walking to school and with the walk back, like there are so many different ways to just move your body and exercise allows you to do that. But, you know, like before all of this pandemic started, I had just really got into weightlifting and like strength training. And that was going into the scary areas of the gym that I never thought that I was going to be able to go into and like lifting big heavy weights. I loved it. I love, I really enjoyed it. It made me feel powerful. Um, and and I just think, yeah, it's funny, the more you exercise, the more energy you have. I, d- I don't think you need to be doing it like for hours a day, but, you know, like even if it is just 10 minutes or dancing to a song and getting a sweat and your adrenaline going, feel good endorphins. It's, yeah. yeah. It's getting rid you of sleep. that cortisol, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That, like surging through your body. Yeah. And you sleep um, better if yeah. you've had a good workout. It's you sleep so well. True. Yeah. It's so true. You just feel better all round. Mm. But it, it's kind of the thing that you're like, oh, that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. If you can make yourself do it. You're going to feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. And so what kind of things would you say 
lead you to kind of dance and get close with burnout? Um, I think my job as a stylist is very physical. So, you know, you're lugging heavy suitcases. You get on set, you're lugging big suitcases up and down a hill, up and down, you know, like a cliff or in a studio upstairs. You're then standing on your feet for, like the other day I did a shoot and I've got my watch that tells me how long I'm standing. Standing 15 hours that day, I was on my feet standing you're squatting down you're dealing with kids you're chasing after them you're running back and forth so it's physical now if that's a one-day shoot it's fine if you're doing that for two weeks and you're a big campaign shoot you're knackered and you're starting early you're finishing late um so it's the physical demands of my job that if there are like loads and loads of jobs that have come in and it's hard when it's free you're freelance because you don't want to turn things away and there are times of the year where it will become busier you know it's Christmas shoots it's back to school it's you know autumn winter um and it's those seasons when I then throw in like you know I've got commission on my paintings I've got to get that done or I've got to, you know, get an essay done. You know, I finally finished studying, but throwing in like going back to study again with my physical job and the kids and, you know, like all of that kind of stuff, the chores, the housework, that's when I get close to burnout. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel overwhelmed. Yeah. It's hard to blend all of those together. Mm. And, And so what kind of boundaries do you put in place So one thing that I try to do is certainly with work, I know I say I don't turn things down, but I won't just do anything. (laughs) And I've got to the stage where I I have said no to things. Yeah. Um, And my ideal goal being like, this is, you know, this is the life that I've created for myself through many sacrifices, but I can work two weeks of a month and be good. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and it may mean that I'm not doing every single job um, out there and I'm not busy, but I don't take like I don't wear like hustle hard badge like that's not a badge of honor. It really isn't, is it? Um, no. Yeah. And it's, so, I think from yeah. the PR days and certainly I've worked in startup that it is a badge of honor. And it's, yeah. It's very, I don't know about you, but I had a hard time transitioning to working for myself and not being really mean, not being that mm. tyrant boss because yeah. I was really programmed to do it. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's burning the candle at both ends, you know, like you would, you do PR, you'd actually have finished all your work, but you didn't want to look like you didn't have anything to do. So you'd create more things, you know, more things on the to-do list. And so you could, you know, show that you've stayed at work late all of that kind of stuff and actually that's not a life that I want to live um so yeah turning saying no to things um finding space for my art um and I, I think that's it it's like even when you are feeling really knackered if you do say I'm just going to give myself half an hour to paint and sometimes now I don't even sit down to paint I'll sit down with just a piece of paper and a box of crayons and just draw and sketch. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like the coloring, coloring in books. Um, But yeah, just 
having that time like sometimes on a shoot if you're away with a crew and just saying you know what guys can have an early night tonight I'm not going to stay out and drink I'm going to go to bed now and yeah. reading reading before bed right um you know just yeah yeah Oh, I really, and I would love to talk more about your art now, um, because this is something you started in lockdown. And I absolutely adore your Insta. I kind of crave those Instagram stories. I'm going to sound like a complete fan girl now. When you do your stories and you're like, I'm going to paint this weekend, that conch out, I was just like mesmerized. It was stunning and incredible. And so I'd love for you to talk about your art and how you came back to painting after many years yeah yeah I mean I was always the drawer that I think drawing has been my first love and you know if you speak to my mum that's all I was ever doing I'd be hiding under a table drawing you know when it was time to go to nursery I would just doodle um even I'm friends with my maths teacher on Facebook and she commented on one of my paintings recently she was like it's better than the Mr Blobby doodles you did around your maths homework and you know like (laughs) I just love I love drawing and I did a level and I had a fantastic Um, teacher who is an incredibly talented and celebrated artist in his own right um, but knew I wanted to go into fashion design I you know and I knew I wanted to go to St Martin's I went to St Martin's it was awful and I kind of just it completely shut down any confidence I had in being creative because you know when you are a creative you're saying I have created something this is my voice here what do you think or you're taught there, you say, here, what do you think? And then that opens up for people to say, it's crap, you're crap. Da, 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 da. Whereas now, like in, you know, years later, if I put things out, uh, you know, there is an element of wanting people to say, oh, we love it. But also I'm like, this is it. That's it. <laughs> like, it's different. Yeah. I don't need the validation. It's like, this is what I've done. That's the end. End of the sentence. There's yeah. no, Yeah. Um, so yeah it took a long time um, and I had yeah it took a really long time for me to go back to painting specifically so I had started getting back into styling after changing my career and then in lockdown I just wanted to do something with the kids so I had some pastels we sat in the garden and I was like hey kids let's just draw what we see and so you know I wanted to be a good role model for them so I got a piece of paper as well and I was like oh I can see the trees I was doing it and I was like oh this is really good like I really enjoy this Mm -hmm. and then I just did one of them uh, and did one of me and I was sharing it on my stories and people were like oh this is so great and then someone said do you sell your work and I was like no you know and then I and my one of my things that I love doing was life drawings I love looking at the female body yeah um so I just sort of sent a message out to a few friends and I was like can you send me nude pictures of yourself so I got all these nudes from mates and it just kind of started from then and that you know as I said I have a certain kind of lifestyle that I want in and this idea of passive income and waking up and having um, some money was a really great thing it was a, a nice way to kind of share what I love doing and also you know help towards finances and all that kind of stuff and so yeah I just decided I was going to launch a art shop selling prints of some of my 
paintings um, and, you know, I invested lots of money. I wanted it to be a really good printer, really good proper art scanner. And I hit, you know, I said the website is live. And within the first hour, I had sold 11 paintings and I was in floods of tears. I couldn't speak. And it, and I felt so much, it was like all of those years of people saying, that's crap, you're crap. Da, da, da. It was like all gone. It didn't matter. And I realized that it was all crap in that moment. It taken me, you know, 15 years to kind of realize that everything was founded on, you know, just people's egos and their own issues, nothing to do with my talent. Um, yeah, and it, and I just haven't looked back. Um, I had, yeah, I had a commission and, and just the feedback to how that made her feel, like it made her feel like a goddess, you mm. know? Um, and yeah, and it's just gone from there really. And, you know, I, it's not something I want to do full time. I like that balance of having the styling, which when I complete a job or when I do a magazine shoot, I come home and I'm like, yeah, boy, like, yeah. But if I finish a painting, it's just like a euphoria. It's like a, a joy. It's very Zen. <laughs> and I like that balance of like, hyper and yeah full-on and just serenity oh I love that <laughs> I mean anyone listening I'm, I'm we'll put yeah. all your details in the show notes but I'm telling listeners right now go after this go <laughs> look at Fafni's art it's incredible I just and I can remember reading um, a social media post where your mum was really happy oh you, gosh like, yeah yeah and so mums know this stuff don't they like with my you know my mum just wants me to be happy and she's known me more than I know myself and the same with my kids like if they there's stuff that I see in them now and I would be heartbroken if they felt that they didn't deserve to kind of do it so oh, yeah it's it's I don't know about you as a mum but it's heartbreaking if any kids criticize my kids mm. I just like oh but then the irony is I will listen to other people criticize mm. and I'm not talking about the criticism for growth I'm all for growth I'm all for yeah getting, I'm all for I'm always wanting to learn and perfect the craft as it were like you just want yeah to but I listen to other people when really those aren't the ones to be listening to. No. And I just think, oh, it's, I mean, it's amazing you've come back to your art now, but it's really interesting. I was talking to Antonia Taylor and she said that when we're not aligned, that can sometimes lead to burnout. Yeah. And, um, I just think it's really, it's fascinating that you've come back to your painting at a time when you're in lockdown and you're trying to manage mm -hmm. your kids, you're trying to look at work and stuff. I just think it's so good that you're able to shove that imposter syndrome aside because yeah. it's a great thing to do. Yeah, you really are bearing your soul out there, you know, like I put everything into each painting, but it felt like an act of like survival, because it is so therapeutic for me and healing. And it is completely expressive, like I'm creating and telling stories and, and yeah, it felt necessary. Yeah, I'm not sure how I would have got through lockdown without doing it. Isn't it funny? 
In lockdown, I was reading um, Austin Cleon's books. He's um, a really cool artist and he kind of talks a lot about creativity. Mm. And, um, and he was saying how we should just be creating because we want to, as yeah. opposed to trying to box it and look and it become, as you say, another, another kind of, um, it's good to have that stream of income, but when yeah. it's orders, another almost chore to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the times there are times when I have painted because it was a chore, like I needed to get something done or, you oh. know, but I try not to paint because I'm thinking, how will people respond to this? If I feel like I'm in that mindset, I won't paint. And no. and that's why there are times when rather than I will just get a piece of paper and some crayons and just doodle rather than, you know, like painting because it, it's different. Yes, you're just creating. You need to just be a kid. Yes, it's so true. It's so true. And I think, you know, a lot of women our age, like, you know, we're bringing up our children, we're managing our careers. And, mm. and you know, when it's freelance, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we need those. We need to carve out those times for us. Yeah. Now we talk about your mum. Did your mum ever um, model kind of self-care moments to you or kind of boundary setting things for her? I don't know. I remember my mum is we're very similar. Um, and I think as a kid, like one thing I remember her doing is just putting on her massive headphones, connecting it to the hi-fi and singing really loudly and like oh. dancing, like dancing around the living room. She used to do a lot of ballet and contemporary dance at school. So she would just like break out into contemporary dance to whatever she played really loudly. And I respect that because that, you know, that is, you know, freedom and movement and all of those things that, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, but I do remember in the 90s when, you know, that was the kind of peak of self-care books. And so my mum had like The Artist's Way and like all of those kind of classic books and journaling and she'd write poetry. She's always written poetry. Yeah. And knitting. And so, yeah, she's very tactile. Gosh, that's incredible. In of, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing that you saw that. And now you're doing it with your kids because yeah. I was listening to an interview um, on the Imposters Club with you and you'd said that you refused to take in the pressure of homeschooling. And so you oh. would do your own schooling. You'd be, yeah. so, you know, doing your art and creating. and Yeah, like we, we were able to do maths through art and yeah. English through, you know, math through cooking, through trying to make our own flatbread and measuring and weighing and you know all of those kind of things there are just so many different ways of doing it that that and t learning how to ride a bike <laughs> like things like that going out into the the you know we've got woods nearby us and just looking at you know the kids pointing out different plants that they knew yeah. um and yeah that that was more important to me in terms of their mental health yeah in lockdown then trying to tick all the boxes of school the second lockdown was awful I think nationwide because all schools were making it quite mandatory that we got through this work and it and it and it was too much you know yeah um, yeah <laughs> it was intense it was yeah it was yeah and very um you know I'm a big believer like anything we do little eyes are always watching us and I think you know you kind of want to model to them 
the things you know you don't sweat the small stuff yeah and I mean I was kind of a mum who kind of said to my kids listen I will always care how you do well I will always want to support you in what you do but yeah we're, we're not looking at grades this year we're just no. through it we're just yeah exactly what are, what are you interested in so yeah that's fantastic oh amazing Evadne amazing it's um burnout so it's interesting isn't it because I personally think you don't even know you're kind of cruising towards it yeah it kind of takes almost an outside perspective I think a lot of um people and certainly women similar to us are kind of cruising towards burnout without yeah uh, realizing I didn't realize and I was very close recently apparently and I wasn't aware I was just like I'm really tired and sometimes I feel like I'm drunk you know like I am so tired that it's foggy and I feel a bit woozy and I'm exhausted and I just want to like lie down because I I just don't have that energy and yeah and like my eyes you know like as if you've been up all night with a newborn my friend said I think you're you're close to burnout (laughs) oh okay I know (laughs) what it feels like eh? yeah it's funny isn't it it's um we're so busy doing it is it's almost do we need permission from someone else to see Mm. I think the things that you're saying and, and the journaling and, you know, prioritizing yourself and taking time and, and having carving out that time to do something you love just because you love it, as opposed to it producing something or having, you know, any pressure on it. Yeah. Really and as well, help. having um, people around you, like having a good, I've got really good networks of cheerleaders who you just need to be open and honest with people sometimes mm-hmm. and hear different perspectives and also sometimes to hear what's not normal and what is normal, you know, yes. um, you, to know that you're not alone or, you know, certainly in my industry, there are real highs. There are months when it's just madness and they're like, mm-hmm. you could just not work for a month or two because it's just suddenly all, and yeah. then that's a real chill down and you, you know, you use that time to rest and recover um, yeah, but just it's about a network and being honest with yourself and other people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and just not feeling so alone mm-hmm. in trying to manage everything. It was interesting. I had a friend contact me recently after listening to some of the podcast episodes. And she said that, you know, <clears throat> her herself and her family had been struggling. And when she talks to friends, they're all just kind of saying, yeah, you I'm fine I'm great oh my god we're all lying yeah we are we could be honest with ourselves Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's it's not easy is it it's not easy no I could talk to you all day (laughs) I really could (laughs) this has been fantastic now I have been asking guests um some quick fire light-hearted questions oh cool because it's really interesting everyone answers differently yeah so I was wondering on your dodgy tough days do you go for lemon in water or lemon in gin where do you get your vitamin c can I be honest yeah I know I'm like breaking all mum's rules. I'm not a fan of gin. <laughs> it's it's like it's, I don't get it. Years my, ago, didn't it? Like I think gin. 
Yeah, I don't mind rhubarb gin, but my mum used to make cakes and she would attach the icing, royal icing to the cake by covering it, coating it with gin. That's how you sit to stick it off. Yeah, so for me, it's just like a glue. <laughs> like, why, are we, why are we drinking adhesive? Just give me the cake. Yeah, so I'll say um, lemon and soda water, whatever, <laughs> but with a splash of CBD. Oh, <laughs> lovely. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> now, do you move your body or move the remote? Move my body. Yeah. 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 Get rid of that cortisol. Mm. Are you a bag of almonds or a bag of Maltesers? Dairy free. So <laughs> almonds. <laughs> almonds, you're like, for God's sake. <laughs> I don't want that cake with the gin on it either. I don't do blue anymore. If there were vegan Maltesers, definitely vegan Maltesers. There's vegan Kit Kat now, so there's Is hope that? it's coming. Oh, yeah. And no. Bounty. Yeah. Huh. Well done. Good for them. It's coming. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is time. Yeah, it is. Huh. Okay. Do you ask for help or are you happy to hermit? Oh, I'm happy to hermit. I'm mm. happy to go in and do my things that I know. I think you've got a real good toolkit, though. Yeah, you if are. I, didn't, I would. Yeah, yeah. And from my perspective, I'm like, oh, your mum did an amazing job. I only oh. just last year discovered the artist way. Oh my like, gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Oh, I think you've got an amazing toolkit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy in my own company to just do do yeah. the things, get it done. Especially when you have relax. a social job. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. it's nice to just come home. Yeah. I'm, I'm such an introvert in that way. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, people drain me. I just need to lie here. And do my yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 And lastly, what's the one thing in the name of self-care that you're going to do today that your future self will thank you for? Oh, I think I might give myself a nice um, salt bath tonight. I don't have baths often um, I always say I'm going to do it all the time and I don't but um, I've been working out quite a bit like doing some new weights and things so good for the muscle nice yeah Epsom salts yeah a few drops of something like lavender yeah do you meditate book. in the bath do you no like, no do you just kind of chill no vibesy music sometimes a glass of wine yeah. um and yeah nice music glass of wine and a book Ooh. and I look at my toenails and think mm, <laughs> you need to paint those <laughs> I was relax this I was like <laughs> it's been raining here so no one's needed to see my feet <laughs> it's true I, it's not sandal it's not sandal day we can go another day <laughs> oh Fanny thank you so much for your time this thank has been amazing to chat to you and I really think like the things you shared with today is going to help a lot of people out there so uh, thank you so much thank you Carly. absolute pleasure okay you take care bye bye 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Burnout Conversations. Please check the show notes for any links to items discussed today. And the original music and sound editing is by Chris Taylor. If you've enjoyed this podcast and have a spare few minutes, then it would be absolutely amazing if you could leave me a happy starry rating and review. It really does help this podcast reach a little further. And I just love it to land in the lap of those who, like me, last year are perhaps feeling isolated and lonely in their burnout struggle. Please note this podcast is not intended as medical advice. Remember, you matter. So don't hesitate to reach out to your doctor or mental health professional for support if you're having a rough time. Wishing you a great week and take good care of yourself. Bye for now.